Welcome to the Coop Tank. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, coming to you from Sweet Recording in beautiful Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You know, people, if you have a video cast, a podcast, a book on tape, need some remote filming, or even if you need a studio built for you, come to Sweet Recording. Joe and Matthew are great. Not only do they know what they're talking about, they're honest, and they'll give you a good deal. So reach out to Sweet Recording, S-U-I-T-E, recording.com, or email them at hello at sweetrecording.com. Anyway, we have a great show. You know, the, my gentleman, uh, my guest, I met him, I think when I first got into business like five years ago, and I come back from LA, and, and I didn't even know what the Trenton Thunder was. I had no idea. Because you're in LA, you see all the other, you don't see that, you know, even though I followed the Phillies. And he was in ticket sales for them, I believe. And now, just recently, he became the general manager, which as a baseball fan, you're like, oh my God, you know, that's, that's insane. That's a great job. And uh, we're going to talk to him today. He's going to tell us about the thunder, his path and everything. And, and he brought some uh, gifts for us. He brought some pork roll. We'll get into that. And my guest is John Bodner. How you doing, John? I'm good, Steve. How are you? Good. Now, tell the listeners, explain the Trenton Thunder, because since you've been on there, you've gone through some different... You know, you were a triple A and, mm -hmm. and now you're the uh, rookie league. Uh, MLB draft league. Yeah. Say, explain what the Trenton Thunder is. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're a minor league baseball team. Um, you know, we're entering our 30th season, which is hard to believe. I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, I'm a South Jersey guy originally, and, and I grew up co in the Trenton Thunder games. Um, so it's exciting to see the team entering its 30th season. Uh, we we spent the majority of, of our, our time as a double-A affiliate, uh, one year with the Detroit Tigers, uh, then with the Boston Red Sox, and then 18 years with the New York Yankees at the double-A level. Uh, and now, uh, ever since uh, November of 2020, we've definitely been through a, a transition period, like you said. Um, we helped found the MLB Draft League, which is Major League Baseball's uh, premier showcase league uh, for the up-and-coming talent. Uh, all of our draft, all of our players have to be draft eligible um, and preparing for said year's draft. Uh, so we had nine guys drafted uh, to big league clubs last season. Uh, and, you know, there was roughly 50 players that were either drafted or signed, um, you know, from the draft league. It's a six-team league uh, to major league franchises. You know, we've got guys in double AA, A, triple A, um, you know, now breaking out of camp and, and into the early parts of the season. Uh, you know, so it's just a matter of time until that first draft league player makes it to the major leagues. But, um, yeah, I mean, other, other than that, the Trenton Thunder are about family fun, family affordability, um, you know, being a staple in, in the community. Well, you know what's great is I, I went to the game. Actually, I went to the game when you guys had the uh, the, the Blue Jays minor yes. league team. And it was funny because a game was it was for my college, Stockton, and we went. It was alumni day. And what's great, people, is tickets are 12 bucks. I mean, and, and every seat is good. It's not like, you know, you sit there and go to the, you know, see the Phillies. You know, you're going to pay. You're going to be in a nosebleed. You're going to pay 35 bucks. Every seat's 12 bucks, and the parking's 5 bucks. And I went on Sangria Sunday, <laughs> so it was 5 bucks. And what happens is I drive down, and my wife drives back. But it's great because you're right. And in this day and age, I mean, explain to people what a real value it is because, you know, I have a friend who went to, took his twins yeah to Fenway and it cost them like 500 bucks yeah. by the end of the night. Tell them what the value is and why you've locked into such a great deal. Yeah. I mean, that that's so important to us. I mean, at the, at the very root of, of what we are, um, you know, people 
have never come to the ballpark necessarily because of the players on the field. Yes, it was great to see Aaron Judge and the likes of Derek Jeter on rehabs and Aroldis Chapman and guys like that that would come to the ballpark and rehab. Um, but the majority of the guys at the AA level are still very unknown prospects. Um, so, you know, what we are is we're family affordable. You know, we want the family of four to come out and not have to break the bank. Like you said, parking's $5. Tickets are, you know, can be as low as 6 um, you know, if, if it's a, you know, a, a camp day, um, you know, in our group outings, um, parking uh, and food and beverage, you know, $8 for beer. You're paying double that at, at Citizens Bank Park at the very least. And, you know, it was important for us coming out of COVID, too. Um, you know, obviously, we've seen costs go up across the board in every area, food, gas. Uh, so we knew just in general that it, it costs more for a family to just get to the ballpark. The last thing we wanted to do was raise prices and hit them when they're walking in the door. You know, in my time here, we we've, we've, haven't even touched uh, ticket prices. You know, we keep our, our food costs affordable. You know, we still have a $3 hot dog. Like you can't get a $3 hot dog anywhere. Uh, you know, and it's that's that's what's important to us because we want those families to come out. You know, our competition is movie theaters, the beach, Sesame Place, places like that. Not necessarily the Phillies, the Yankees, and the Mets, um, because it, it doesn't even compare. Like you said, a family of four can probably go to afford to go to one Phillies game a year. They can come to us every Friday night, every Saturday night, if they if they so choose. And that's what we hope they choose. And you know what's funny is when it comes to little kids, like like and I'm going to ask you about your childhood, but for me, I was a I was a Fanatic, and I still remember. I love the Phillies, and my mom bought me this uniform, Phillies uniform. But my mom was very frugal, and uh, I should have sent my dad to get it because he spent. And it, she got it like at Woolworths, and it, it was like old looking, like not like yeah. old, but it looked like I was like Grover Cleveland or something. <laughs> but for me, because I was like, but for like as you said, for a family, little kids don't know. Big league players, if you're that little, they just see baseball and they get excited, which is great for what you guys do yeah. because you are and you and you have a bat dog. Talk about the bat dog. You have the you have two now, right? We have two, and yes, they are they are more famous than probably any player to ever come out of the Trenton Thunder. I mean, uh, so it's it's really a family business. It started out with Chase, uh, Chase's son Derby, Derby's son Rookie, <laughs> and Dash is a, a part of the family. He's a, a cousin. Um, yeah, I mean, basically what it is, and think of think of the the bat boy, and rather than a bat boy, it's a, a golden retriever that goes out. Um, rookie typically will go out in the first and second inning. This year, it'll probably be rookie and Dash going out. Uh, Dash is only three years old at this point. Rookie's a, an experienced veteran out there. Um, and it's just, again, we have season ticket holders and fans that come to the ballpark strictly for the bat dogs. I mean, it is, it is a... It's the beauty of minor league baseball. It's wacky. It's crazy. It's innovative. Um, you know, and, and a fun story, Rookie's first season uh, as a bat dog was actually my first season with the Trenton Thunder back in 2015. Uh, rookie's first at bat, he ended up in center field. Started going tail line to the bat, ended up, you know, taking a nosedive towards third base and then ended up in center field with the center fielder. Um, you know, so it just shows that the bat dogs need just as much training as the players do. Uh, but again, it's just, you know, and, and we're going to get into so many of the fun 
and wacky things that that go on at the Trenton Thunder. Um, but that's just part of it. That's not you're not going to get that at a Phillies game, you know, and you're going to get the unexpected uh, at a Thunder game. And those dogs, like I said, they are they're celebrities. I mean, people line up to take photographs with them. We get asked for appearances all the time. Rookie has already made stops in Lehigh Valley and Scranton this year. Um, he's made stops in Buffalo. He actually had a, a clip that went viral rather than going out and get the bat. He unfortunately went out to the mound um, and got and took the took the ball. Um, so, you know, the dogs are everywhere and, and they are, they are, like I said, more popular than what is going on on that, on that baseball field. Now, when you were a kid, were you a big baseball fan? Cause it's weird that you, you've, you've, you know, you don't, you talk to people and you don't say a lot of people go, oh, I want to be a general manager of, of a professional sports team. And, you know, it's just because one, there's not a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And two, I don't think as kids, you know, you, you want to be an athlete. You yeah. know, you don't say they go, oh, I want to be the, uh, and I want to be an agent, <laughs> you know, but no. So were you a big sports fan as a kid or what, what is your path? Do you, have you always had a love of baseball or tell me about, tell me about that. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge uh, sports fan through and through, you know, I, I grew up, um, you know, going to games, uh, going to the vet, uh, you know, and just I, traveling around, you know, I've been to Boston, I've been to Camden Yards, you know, I've been up to Yankee Stadium, um, you know, going to different baseball stadiums. I wouldn't say baseball is necessarily my first love when it comes to sports. I mean, I'm a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. I mean, you know, we're, we're sitting here the day after the round one of the Great NFL draft, draft where, um, you know, Howie Roseman continued to work his magic. But I mean, growing up, I just I loved, you know everything about sports and it, and it wasn't necessarily just the action that was going on. And, um, you know, I was, I was a decent athlete, but I wasn't spectacular at any sports. I really stopped playing sports, um, you know, somewhere through high school, you know, I, I was never going to play at the college level. I was never going to play at the professional level, certainly. Um, and it was at that time where, you know, I, I went to school and I wanted to, you know, I went into the business school and, you know, because I was, I was coming out of high school and not really, any idea what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to work in sports, um, you know, and that's when I got into baseball. I, you know, I was ready to go into any sport. It wasn't, it wasn't like baseball had to be the one. Uh, it was any sport. And, you know, I caught on in, in minor league baseball and fell in love with it from, from my first season, my first game. Um, it's, it's such a unique industry. It's hard to describe the people that aren't in it um, because it, it is long. It's long hours. It's craziness. You know, I pull tarp. I, I wrap hot dogs. You know, I do things that, um, you know, I, would, I wouldn't, you know, there's nothing I wouldn't do that I would ask somebody else to do and, and vice versa. And um, but it's just a, it's an amazing industry to work in. It truly is. Now, when you when you got out, though, I mean, what what is the job search like? It's not like you sit there, you know, you're not going to go to a recruiter and they're going to go, hey, you know, is there a baseball? I mean, you know, I know there's a mascot school. Actually, there's one in Tennessee, yeah. but I think it's yeah, Chattanooga. But what so how did you get that job? I mean, what was your goal? Was your goal to become a GM? Like you mentioned Howie Roseman earlier, yeah. you know, and these guys and that's not an easy life. And you're right, it is a lot of hours. It's like my friend was a soccer coach, he's been on the show, Tim Lenahan, for Northwestern. And now when he retired after twenty years, he's like, Oh my wait, I'm used to having like eighteen hour days. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now I'm like I gotta go to the beach. <laughs> you know. But so did you was Trenton down there your first team you you locked onto and were you going to were you looking at any other kind of business or was it just strictly sports like you weren't going to be a stockbroker is just yeah. you said sports yeah it was it was sports from day one um you know and you asked about like how i got in and, and the job process i mean what it really came down to i mean there's there's like a sports portal for 
um, you know, jobs. But I mean, I wasn't in a sports marketing program. I didn't have mentors and professors that really knew and were sending me, you know, resources to get into the sports industry because it was so vast. Um, so I started out by just emailing people. I would I would go on any sports page, look up their front office directory, find a person that I thought maybe in charge of internships or, or full-time jobs. And, and I would just send them an email. Um, my first job was actually with the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, the, the AAA of the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, I started out as a game day intern. Um, you know, I was, I was flipping burgers in the center field grill. I was working in the parking lot. I was working the, they have a K zone board, you know, w- watching the pitcher get strikeouts and putting the, the K, the backwards K or the forward K up, um, odds and end jobs. Uh, you know, and I did that the 2012 season. Uh, I went back for the 2014 season and, and started in ticket sales. Um, but it's funny, you know, they had a lot of a um, full-time intern programs and it was, um, you know, you interviewed for three different jobs and I interviewed for the operations position, the merchandise position and the ticket sales position. Uh, at the time, you know, I never done ticket sales. I never done sales in my life. You know, I was fresh out of college. I'd taken one sales class. I was actually like a, a quiet, you know, kid. And, and, you know, you ask my mom and she's, she's like, I, I don't know how you ended up in the career you're in now because, you know, we would, we would call for pizza and, and you'd run away if I asked you to call, you know, pick up the phone and, and call the local pizza shop. Uh, and, you know, then I did it for a living for, uh, you know, a good amount of years and still do. Um, and it was, you know, I applied for the jobs and, and the ticket sales director was like, yeah, I want you on the team. And my first question to him was, well, am I still eligible for the the merchandise one because I wasn't sold on ticket sales and got into it and the rest was kind of history. So I did, I spent two years out in, in Lehigh Valley. Um, and then again, was ready to go anywhere, do anything, applying for jobs all over the country. You know, uh, I applied for the, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms were, were starting at the time. I was applying for jobs there. So I was looking, you know, maybe get in the hockey, um, you know, maybe get in the football, maybe stay in minor league baseball, but travel all around the country. Ended up getting an entry-level job with the team I grew up uh, going to. So kind of came full circle, and, and I've been there since the 2015 season. What in What is the day of a ticket salesperson? Because, I, you know— Especially now, I mean, I, I still have my eight one eight number, and if I get an eight one eight call, I know I know it's a telemarketer because if it's someone I know, it's going to say their name. Yeah. Even if I I don't I do not pick up the phone unless I see the name, and it sucks is in my car, my phone is not loaded on there, so I I see a six zero nine number, and I I, I when I answer it on my car, I always go like, hello. Like I have a different <laughs> voice in case it's like, yeah. hey, uh, is this you know because you know that thing. Oh yeah. But so what is the day of a ticket? sales merchant because it has to be a lot of rejection oh yeah and it has to you have to have a backbone i mean how what like what what would you do when you were the ticket sales guy yeah i mean it's a grind i mean you know and and you know we we try to create a, a competitive environment with the with the thunder in our sales department um, but at the same time you have to build a great culture and you have to uh, because we are working long hours so it's finding that nice balance but yeah when I first started with the Trenton Thunder I mean my goal was always to be the best always to be on top um, you know so whether it was um, 
you know, just making the most calls for the day, selling the most new tickets. I mean, I was new. There had been people that were there for a number of years uh, before me. So yes, they had the like renewal base and things like that. And, but, you know, I knew I could be the best at new business. I knew I could make the most phone calls. Um, so it was really from day one, just getting in there and it is a grind. You know, we do, we were doing all of our own prospecting. You know, I wasn't handed lists upon lists of people to call, but you're right. You know, you, it's a lot of rejection. It's a lot of, um, you know, not everybody knows who the Trenton Thunder are. I, like I said, we've been here for 30 years, but still, you know, we do a lot of business in Burlington County and South. We do a lot of business in, in Bucks County and West, um, you know, so it's not just the Mercer County area. And as you spread out people there, you know, there are people that haven't heard of us. So, you know, we, that's when we would use that, that Yankee brand. That's when it did come in handy. Um, it's, it's a grind. It's 60, 70, 80 calls a day to get the job done. It's hitting revenue goals and, and ticket goals. And, um, but what it's truly about, what you're really trying to do is, is build these relationships. Um, you know, because that's what we do. We create memories. My owner loves to say we make smiles. Um, and we have a big sign in our office and, and yes, it's, it's so true. You know, I listen, I hear season ticket holders and group leaders tell me stories that you, that would never happen today. Unfortunately, just the way, um, you know, major league baseball is so different than I think it was even, even 10, 15 years ago, you know, guys taking, children of, of season ticket holders in the locker room because they know it's their birthday and they had a cake for them. Like that, that doesn't happen. That kind of stuff doesn't happen today. But, you know, um, but when you're, when you're an entry level person in this industry, it is about grinding and doing everything you can to, to be on top and to volunteer when you're needed. You know, I've been the mascot, like I said, I pull tarp, I wrap hot dogs, you know, it was just about being available and, and stepping up when needed because, you know, it's a small office. I mean, even at our max, we're about 30, 35 people. Um, and, and everyone has to pull their weight. Everyone has to do different jobs. We wear a ton of different hats in this industry. Um, so it's just grinding. It's getting in there every day, you know, being first in, last out, you know, that mentality. I use that all the time um, to have an athlete's mentality in this job. So you're entry level. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know your escalation. So what's after entry level? How long you're doing this for... I mean, when I met you, I don't know, I think you may have been a manager, but yeah. I'm not even sure. But so what, how does that, how did you work up the, go up the, the mountain or the, yeah. the, climb the ranks? Yeah. I, so I've been with the Thunder about nine years now. Um, and I've had a number of different, you know, titles. I started out, a, you know, group sales ticket rep and, and worked my way to group sales manager, to director of group sales, uh, to director of ticket sales, to vice president of ticket sales, to CRO, uh, chief revenue officer, and now general manager. So, yeah, I mean, I've had different stops all along the way and, and you know, different responsibilities all along the way. You know, like we just talked about at, at, a, at an entry level position, it's about selling tickets, making connections, um, you know, as the group sales manager. And as, as I grew and got more responsibilities and running a ticket department, um, you know, it's, it's more than just group tickets. It's... Um, you know, the season tickets and understanding that side of the business. And then, you know, as I continue to escalate, you know, obviously we do a ton in merchandise sales. We do a ton in sponsorship sales, you know, so overseeing and now overseeing the entire organization, um, you know, it's a lot of moving parts and, and, you know, finding that synergy between departments. Cause like I talked about, we're a staff of 18 right now. Um, you know, I have, I have, two dedicated, three dedicated sales reps, a director of group sales, a director of season tickets, um, 
everyone has to work together. You know, we're a marketing department of one, we're a sponsorship team of two. Everyone's got to work together to to find the goal. Um, but yeah, the progression it was it was quick, and but that's just that's because I worked my tail off to get to to where I wanted to be. I wanted to climb that ladder. You asked me earlier, was my goal to be a GM? Yeah, the, from the day one, I stepped foot as a game day intern in Lehigh Valley. I knew I wanted to be a minor league. GM and and you know I mentioned Howie Roseman earlier. Being a minor league general manager is a whole lot different than being you know I don't I don't compare myself to what they're doing at the Phillies. I'm not making trades. I'm not doing that kind of stuff. Am I working with the league? Yeah, sure. There are things that we do, um, but overall, it's running a small business is is really what I'm doing. So, what is your job description? Like, what is a day for you? I mean, it's something that do you have hands on? And we're going to talk about the promotions. Yeah. That's what I love about minor leagues. And as a kid, I've always loved promotions. But do you have hands on on all that stuff, like the promotions yeah. and stuff like that? Like, so when you go to work, you know, it, okay. Well, I guess if there's a if there's a rain out. Like, yeah. Do you, I mean, you sit there and you have to, do you have to talk to say, this is how we get the ticket sales? I mean, what do you do as a GM? Because yeah. no one really knows what a GM does. Cause you don't think oh, we go to the game. Well, you don't think, well, there's, there's a reason why you're getting to the game. There's a reason why people are, you know, parking their cars, but what do you do? Like, what's your job description? Yeah. Um, I mean, so basically, you know, I'm overseeing all the different departments, making sure that they're they're staying on track. You know, our food and beverage team is coordinating with the other departments. Our merchandise team, you know, has to coordinate and work with our marketing team to make sure that we're getting that merchandise out there. And, um, you know, our online sales, but also setting up the team store. I mean, we open up in about a month uh, is opening day and making sure everything's set and ready to go. So it's really overseeing the day-to-day operations of all the different departments that are in place, coordinating with the league. Like, you know, when we first opened up talking about the MLB Draft League, yes, we don't pick our players, um, but we are responsible for getting them housing. Uh, we are responsible for getting our equipment, our baseballs, our bats, our helmets, you know, that gear. And it's it's coordination with the league to make sure all that stuff's going on, uh, making sure our coaches are, are good and ready to go and set. You know, the league hires them. But again, once they're in our hands, they're our responsibility. Um, so it's and then it's, you know, like you mentioned on, on game days, it's it's everywhere, you know, and, and your head's got to be on a swivel. You have to stay composed. There's 6,000 people in the ballpark. Like you said, different things can happen and, and nothing ever runs completely smooth. Um, it's just being able to adapt. And that is so much of what we have to do in minor league baseball is adapt, doing things on the fly, figuring problems, solving problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of coordination between departments is, is what I do on a daily basis. You know, making sure that our ticket sales team stays on track, making sure that our sponsorship sales team stays on track. Merchandise, you know, we're right now, you know, you talk about the promotions. You know, we do a lot of that work. You know, people, the funny thing is, um, is we're constantly asked, well, what do you do in the off season? You know, um, it's not like we wrap up on on game 40 and go home and pack it up and come back on opening day. There's so much work and preparation that goes in. And we start really planning. We'll start planning for 2024, you know, pretty much the day after opening day. We'll start looking to put different promotions in place. Um, but there's just, I mean, my job now is is co- a lot of coordination between departments and, and making sure everything is running running smoothly. Now the promotions, I know, and I know Kate Flannery, you had Kate in. Yep. And uh, this year you have the other, the gentleman from the office. Leslie David Baker, yeah. How did this relationship with the office start? Because, you know, it is Scranton, you know, but yeah. people know the office and, mm-hmm. and they have the idea. But how did this start? And, and do people really take to that? It's insane. You know, just just over my time in minor league baseball, I've, I've seen a shift of, 
you know, what what brings people out to the ballpark? You know, obviously bobbleheads are really popular. Fireworks nights are really popular. Celebrity appearances um, has really, I would say, taken over and taken, uh, you know, the industry. Um, people people want to meet these celebrities. You know, we had, you know, we sold probably 100 VIP tickets for Kate last year um, and then had another a, a line that stretched down the whole concourse for an autograph session with her. Um, you know, Leslie David Baker, same thing. We were supposed to have him out in 2020 prior to uh, the season being canceled due to COVID. And we had sold out of VIP tickets and, and same deal. You know, we've looked into, you know, having other people, whether it's, you know, whether it's athletes, whether it's actors, um, you know, we see the success of, of you know, when Comic-Con comes in and, and events like that. And yeah, I mean, basically, you know, when Kate came in last year, she was like, yep, I just came from Norfolk and I'm going to next ballpark. Like it is a, it's a tour for them. Similar to, you know, how musicians go on tours, you know, they, they go on ballpark tours. They do these things, you know, they come, they do their VIP session, they meet and greet with those folks, they throw out a first pitch and then they'll do a general meet and greet with the fans. And, and it is, it's amazing. And all these, all the people are, are, totally awesome that do minor league tours, you know, they get it. They understand the passion that these fans have. Um, you know, Kate would just be walking down the concourse and grab a selfie with somebody. She was absolutely incredible to work with. And, and Leslie David Baker, same deal up to this point. We're really looking forward to having them out in July. Funny thing about Kate is, well, Kate's from Philly. Yeah. And uh, Kate told me, cause she was on my show Cooper talk that when she was on the office in the beginning, she wasn't a regular, yeah. even though she's always on. So she was still attending bar in the place she mm. bartended in LA. And finally the manager's like, you know, you gotta, everyone keeps asking you, you're that girl. And finally she became a series regular. But yeah, cause then she has a, she's a second city person. She has that second that group. Now promotions. Well, first of all, the love of Taylor pork roll, which this is a, uh, uh, Joe, this is Slice. Now, tell me about Slice, because see, now this is the kind of mascot you want. Yep. You you want a piece of pork roll, and vegetarians and vegans. I'm sorry, you know, you're screwed. <laughs> but now, now, does this sell a lot? Like, do kids like because you know because we have the fanatic and Dave Raymond. We talked about yep. Dave. Dave told me when they developed Gritty that Gritty was just scary. They wanted mm. to scare kids, and then people would love them. So for a pork roll, I mean, it's not. First of all, people from the area, people pork roll is like, well, the people in North Jersey call it Taylor ham, but it's Taylor pork roll. It's it's like a Canadian bacon, but better. But so so tell me, does this sell a lot? Like do people love slice? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, and so we're cases, we're a cases ballpark, um, cases pork roll. And yes, I, I have to say the Taylor ham people are just wrong. I mean, I have to do that as my duties as as a, the general manager of the Trenton Thunder. I'm sorry, it's just flat out wrong. It is pork roll. Um, yeah, we, we actually took on uh, rebranded uh, ourselves as the Thunder Pork Roll every Friday night. Um, so, you know, we're talking logo change, uniform change, identity change. You know, you come, the video board, all the digital signage is going to be our Slice mascot rather than our Cloudman mascot. Uh, and it, it is just... You know, the we call it the food fight in, in minor league baseball. It, it was started with uh, and saw a lot of success with the, the Fresno Grizzlies out in California, became the Fresno Tacos. The Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs did a whole bacon campaign. And then uh, eventually their ode to Philly became, you know, the, the Lehigh Valley cheesesteaks. Um, and we wanted something that was going to capture our area and be specific to our area. And we have great friends at Cases. And, you know, it was just... It's amazing. You know, people are drawn, like you said, to the mascots. Like, this is just a big 
slab of pork roll. Like that's what it is. Um, but we we get like I was saying with requests for for the the bat dogs, we get the same thing for slice. You know, there are and there are pork roll fests around the um, the state where they they ask slice to come out and do appearances. I mean, we have. Um, a huge cases pork roll eating championship at the end of our season where Joey Chestnut uh, has has won, I believe, five times uh, in the history of its competition. And let me tell you, that that man can eat. Um, it's insane. You know, I, I grew up watching the Nathan's uh, hot dog eating contest and, um, you know, he can put down some pork roll sandwiches. But it, it's just one of our identities now. The same the same way people think of Cloudman and Boomer and, and the Bat Dogs, they think of... Slice. Now, he is part of our identity, and pork roll is part of our identity. Now, we also, and I'm not going to open this up because I'm not going to get bad luck, but this is a giveaway, and it's a pork roll umbrella, <laughs> and it's funny that John brought this in today because I was looking at the schedule, and I actually texted my wife. She was at the gym. I said, holy crap, they have a pork roll umbrella, and she's like, what the? I'm like, no, it's not a pork roll, an umbrella made out of pork roll. That wouldn't work, but tell me about this, and and I'm sure people, because, you know, people always need an umbrella. I yep. keep, and I don't want to pay for an umbrella. I mean, I give a T-Mobile right. umbrella in my car, and uh, tell, who came up with this idea for the is this the first year of the umbrella? It is. It is the first year of the umbrella. So it actually it actually ties into uh, our, our Harry Potter wizard night um, because uh, famously uh, the character Hagrid carried around a pink umbrella. So we actually tied it in and we were like, well, perfect. Pork rolls pink. Um, slices pink and and we're gonna you know do it on that night and obviously cases was really behind it so you know fans will see on June 23rd when we give away that that pork roll umbrella um, you know it has slices face on it and and it's just a unique giveaway and we talked about you know trying to be wacky and different um, and like you said you know everybody need you know we try to to do our promo schedule around, um, you know, things that are useful too, because that's the business side of things, right? Is all these giveaways are sponsored by different companies. So we want something that's going to last, you know, um, in, in someone's household and is going to be seen, uh, for, you know, years to come. And, you know, people love t-shirts, umbrellas are useful, any type of cup, any, you know, our pint glass, our koozies, you know, these are all things that people use. So on the business side of things, it's, it's, what type of giveaways can we do that are going to have that lasting effect? Um, but then something that the fans are going to think is unique and different. And, you know, that's why we sit down throughout the the course of the year and, and try to come up with these new promos, these unique promos. Um, and we have a great team in place, a, a great team that is very creative, loves to come up with ideas. But again, you know, there are, there are 120 affiliated uh, teams in minor league baseball. There are countless other leagues uh, in minor league baseball that are doing promotions. We steal from each other all the time. We come up and if a, a great idea works, like we actually have um, promotional seminars and, and the baseball winter meetings, which, you know, to the average fan, they think of that's when all the trades are being made. The free agents are signing. Well, behind the scenes is 120 clubs meeting and sharing and idea sharing. What works? What didn't work? Um, and that's how we come up with these things. We sit in a room and we come up with, all right, what's what's the wacky idea? What's going to get us, you know, that attention, that PR attention, and and what's going to be something that the fans can use and find useful, and and you know, a sponsor is going to latch on to and be like, oh my 
God, I have to do this. I have to have my brand on it. Um, one other really funky promotion that we're doing this year, uh, we found an old law in Trenton uh, where it was illegal to eat pickles in the city of Trenton on Sundays. So we were like, okay, that's weird. How can we turn this into a promotion? And we're giving away, um, you know, those those clappable thunder sticks uh, that you see at Sixers games and different sporting <laughs> events all the time that are that are we're calling them pickle sticks. So it's again, it's about coming up with the craziest things that we can and um, making them come to life. Well, now you also have uh, you're giving away a truck, yeah, and you have a hat. Well, you have you have two baseball hats. One is like a weird face on it. Um, I don't know what that is. Um, and I was just like, it's cool though, because hats are always cool. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you sit there, you wear them, and especially because you know, when you go to a game, you know, people don't think when you go to a game, your head starts getting hot if you oh, don't yeah. wear a hat. So now, most of your promotions, it says the first a thousand people. Do you do that just because in case? If it rains and you're not getting a good crowd, you don't want to get stuck with all the crap or what, what, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, we typically do, uh, you know, a, a thousand um, for the majority of our promotions. You know, again, it goes to the business side of things. Um, you know, these things cost money. Uh, you know, and, and the more you order, obviously, the more uh, that are going to be you know, it's just a higher cost. And when, when you go to a sponsor, you know, you could be like, Hey, I want to sponsor this giveaway. I have X amount of dollars to spend, but then you got to look at the, how much each of those items cost. And, you know, there's a lot that, that goes into that. You know, I could say I have $2,000 to spend. Well, a bobblehead costs just to produce around $8,000. You know, so then you got to make sure you're covering your costs. And that's just for a thousand bobbleheads. So, you know, you figure if we were doing 6,000 bobbleheads, you can do the math yourself. The promotion would be an insane amount. And again, we're, we're, we're a small business, you know, we're, we're operating that way. And, you know, in order to pull off a giveaway for 6,000 people, well, then you're going to need a sponsor that's, that's, uh, you know, willing and able to make a, a large commitment. Um, so, you know, that's kind of like the behind the scenes thing that that the average fan doesn't always think about uh, when it comes to, you know, these giveaways and, and producing them. And, um, and, you know, so that's why we try to keep, uh, you know, things around a thousand is so, you know, we get these sponsors, we get these sponsors and they're happy and we build these lasting great relationships that we have. Um, but this year we do have a little spin on it. A lot of our giveaways this year that we're giving out, we're doing a thousand thirty to tie back into our uh, our 30th season. Okay. I got a question for you as a GM, who, who would get in trouble for this? And this, you'll appreciate <laughs> this. When I lived in LA, I used to go to the Dodgers games and they gave away blankets. Mm. And the one year... It was the, the blanket with the four like four, like World Series wins, okay? okay. I think. And someone didn't do the research because they put a wrong year on there. Oof. So then they basically they got him, and then they said they gave a flyer out to you that said also mail, and you'll get another one. So not only did they have to do all those blankets. Then you had to do a whole nother batch. And this, we're talking, who would get in trouble for that? Would you get in trouble from the owner with the with the advertising? Because I always wonder, how does something at that magnitude, and now given, the Dodgers are a much bigger organization yeah. than yours. And I mean, how does that, who would get in trouble for that? And how does that happen? 
yeah, somebody clearly wasn't doing their job. And, and, you know, it could have been, it could have been the fault of the Dodgers could have been fault of the production company. Um, who's getting in trouble? A lot of people, you know, as the GM, look, it's, it's going to come down on me, but you know, it's going to flow downhill. Um, you know, the, the, whoever designed it, but also who's ever okaying it. I mean, we go through a ton of checks and balances when it comes to, you know, the production of things, you know, so basically once an idea is in place, um, the creative team is going to design it. And then it's going to be sent off to the sponsor to review it uh, so that they have the opportunity to give the okay, the final approval. Then it's going back through our team and our channels to make sure that everyone, you know, we try to send out as many things to our whole front office as we possibly can because we want those eyes on it. You know, we don't want to make a mistake like that. In our 30 year history, um, we've never missed a giveaway. That is a huge no no. The last thing you want to do is spend countless hours producing an item, uh, getting it, you know, getting the idea in place, getting it out to the market, and then the fan coming up that night and they're getting a coupon that says come back later. I mean, we literally sell individual tickets surrounding these different promotions that we do. Um, and and the disappointment on a fan's face, a disappointment that they're going to walk into the building expecting to get their bobblehead or their slice umbrella and to be given a coupon say come back later – they might not come back later, one, to just even redeem their giveaway, but they might not be coming back to a Trenton Thunder game, period. So, um, yeah, I mean, that just sounds like a disaster situation. Um, you know, one, because now they're paying for two sets of blankets. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the the checks and balances that that had to get through and the amount of eyes that would have had to been on that, uh, yeah, definitely, I would imagine somebody lost their job over that. <laughs> you know, and it's funny, though, with the giveaways, it just feels good. Like, when I went to the game, uh, when I went to it, it was uh, baseball cards. And I was like, all right, this is cool. You know, I think it was baseball I buy them. I don't even know, but there was it was cool, and there was one of the the dogs. But um, okay. So so as you've grown with the Thunder, as I said, I met you at networking. Yeah. How part? How important has networking been in you getting the brand out there? Because you're very busy. So the last thing I always laugh, like when I see someone who. You know, it seems like they're working all the time, but they're at all these events. And it's like, how do you have time for all these events when you're running a business? Like I was in business development. Yeah. My job was to go to events. That's what they do here. Go to events, you know. Yeah. But how is how? First of all, how important in your early part of your career was networking to you? It's huge. It's huge. I mean, you know, I I started going to to chamber events and networking events. You know, really my first my first week or so. Um, you know, it's it's about establishing yourself in the community too. Um, you know, it, it's it building those relationships. And I mean, we've we've gotten business, we've gotten vendors uh, from from different networking events. Um, but again, I, I go back to establishing yourself in the community is so important. I mean, the the connections that I've made, the referrals that I've gotten, um, you know, I, I owe to going to those early chamber events. I mean, you know, early on in my career, it was, okay, I'm going to these events and I'm, I'm trying to sell, um, you know, trying to sell sponsorship and or trying to sell tickets was, was my big one. You know, suites, general group outings, you know, trying to, you know, whether it was their personal or professional lives, it was, okay, you know, just giving them out my business card as many times as I can. I mean, I still go to networking events. I still go to a ton of events and try to fill up my calendar with things. Like we found our new IT partner this year through a networking event. Um, and 
you know, so now my job is, you know, doing things that are, are best for the organization, obviously, you know, still selling sponsorships, still selling tickets to people that want to come out to the game. But, you know, it, it's so imperative. And you talk about the brand. I mean, I go to an event all the time and, and it's, you know, I hear, oh, I used to go to the Trenton Thunder Games with my kids when they were little. And I'm like, you got to get back there. You got to see what's going on um, at the ballpark. And but it's also, you know, I mean, we spend once the season ends. People aren't thinking about baseball anymore. Like that is our most important time, you know, for to getting our reps out into the community and different events. And we try to get our mascot out at different things because we don't want people to forget about us. You know, that is when we're in the thick of it during sales and they're trying to sell tickets. We're trying to sell sponsorships. Um, and people are like, oh, it's cold. You know, it's, it's 30 degrees and snowing. People aren't necessarily thinking about baseball. So it's so important to stay out and stay out in front. Um, and especially when we had... Uh, you know, the affiliation change um, because, you know, one, we lost 2020. There, was, there wasn't a, a Trenton Thunder game played at, at Trenton Thunder Ballpark in 2020. Um, then to, you know, to lose the Yankee affiliation, to start in a new league, to have to host the AAA Blue Jays, there was an identity crisis going on. Um, and we had to stay top of mind and we had to get out there. And, and that's so important, but it's also just about, you know, continuing to build those relationships in the community. And like I mentioned, our market is Mercer County, it's Bucks County, it's Burlington County, you know, so we have, we have a wide range of people that we need to stay in front of and, and meet. Uh, and it's constantly about meeting new people, inviting them out to the ballpark because, you know, I really like to say that we're your hometown team. You know, yes, there there is the Phillies and there is the, you know, the Yankees fans up, up a little more north of here, but... You know, at the end of the day, you know, the Trenton Thunder, you know, we go out and we, we renovate local little leagues. We go out and we get into schools and we do Boomers Book Buddies. You know, we're, we're constantly out in the community sending people to different events. And, and you know, so we want people to, to look at us as as their home hometown team and be proud of what's going on in the community. And you know what's crazy about it? And it's true is I, I live in Marlton and I'm not too far from 295. And and it's, you know, for some reason, I always think, oh, Trent, Trenton's so far. But you think about it, you get on 295, you drive 30 miles, you pull right into the parking, yeah. you leave. Now you go to uh, Wells Fargo or, you know, I mean, Citizens Bank, you sit there, you got to go over a bridge. So you got to pay the bridge toll. It's $5. And you're going to get stuck in traffic. And then you sit there. You got to find parking for 20, 25 bucks. Mm -hmm. And then when you get out, it takes forever. So in actuality, when I think about it, it's, a, I mean, Trenton, you go in, you get out. Yep. And, and and it's great. Now, you mentioned suites. Because I what I liked about your stadium is, and I said, the first time I was there was for the Stockton game. And from going to, to games, you, you're used to looking up when yeah. you when you have good like oh i got great you look up hey, yeah, screw you guys you know? <laughs> but what's great is you look up and there isn't anyone above you so yeah. every seat is great oh yeah but where are the suites and what do people get for the suites yeah i mean again that's the beauty of our ballpark is that intimacy feel there is not a bad seat you know and and even it's funny when we have large sold out crowds and we're down to just kind of like the seating on the wings you know you'll get people that are like oh i don't want to sit all the way down there what i want to tell them is like yeah that's like a 150 dollar ticket at, at yankee stadium um but yeah i mean the luxury suites are just a fantastic place to, um, you know, host a, a family party, family get together. I mean, we do, um, I mean, everything from celebrations to life to birthday parties to graduation parties. And then on the corporate side of things too. I mean, we do uh, quarter season, half season, full season leases where 
not only are they getting the, those games, that 10, 20, uh, or 40 games in their package, but they can also utilize the space uh, on a non-game day during work hours. So Monday, you know, Monday through Friday, nine to five, they can come and host a meeting and that's at no additional cost to them. Uh, so we have great, great packages set up for corporate partners. Um, but then on the individual game as well, I mean, you can have a suite for uh, with 25 tickets and a food package for basically a thousand dollars. It's a thousand twenty-five for our most popular uh, food menu up there. And again, like you talk about the value of that. Um, I don't know if you've looked at suites at Citizens Bank Park or Yankee Stadium, but I can promise you they're not a thousand dollars. And it's a it's a private area. It's climate controlled. So if it's cool outside. If it's a cool summer night, you can go inside and warm up. If it's blistering hot and 100 degrees, you're going inside the cool down. Uh, if it decides to rain in the middle of the fifth inning and we go into a rain delay, guess what? The party doesn't stop. You're going right back inside. So it's just a great area. It's a great area to entertain clients. It's a great area to reward employees. Um, you know, and we have, we have a, you know, great spaces on that hospitality level that hold anywhere from 25 to 120 guests. Now, we just talked about networking earlier. Tell me what you like about networking and what you don't like about networking. Because I always like to find out what people, because you, you, you have all different brands. I don't like people who are full of shit. Yep. That's just my thing. And that's just me. And I come from an entertainment background and I met a lot of people who are full of shit, but I met a lot of people who were great people. But so what do you, what give me the few things you like, really like about networking and a few things you don't. Yeah. I mean, the things that I like about networking are, are I just like meeting people. You know, um, I am not, I barely, you know, uh, unless you ask me, you know, what I'm trying to accomplish at the chamber, I'm not going to try to sell your tickets. I'm not going to try to sell you sponsorship during, you know, during a networking event. I'm just trying to get to know you. Um, you know, that's really what it is. And and so I just love getting out there and meeting new people um, and hearing stories of, of, you know, different organizations and what they're doing for the community, what they're doing for the, you know, the business, uh, the local businesses, you know, whether it's in, in the Burlington County area or the, or the Mercer County area bucks. Um, you know, I, I think that's what's so valuable. I tell my young sales reps all the time to not, you know, be a walking billboard and not just, just pitch their business because we've all run into those people that, just walk up to you and this transitions into what I don't like about networking. The people that are there for the hard sell, um, the people that you start having that conversation and you're not a match for them and you see their eyes start to dart around the room of, okay, where's my next conversation going to be? Um, if you're just there for that, like, you know, you should just be making cold calls because to me, that's not what it's about. You know, the people that put the hard sell on, you know, like I'm not, we're not going to draw up a contract standing in this room right now. I know we all have jobs to do, you know, like as an early rep, my job was to sell tickets. Um, but I wasn't going in there and just being like, yeah, buy 20 tickets for 160 bucks. Um, you know, and I, you know, you want to give people time and have a conversation with them because you never know where that's going to lead. You know, I've had, I've invited people just out to the ballpark and say, you know, I just want to show you around. I don't know if we're going to do business together, but we might. Or you might know somebody that that could, um, and guess what? Those those conversations have turned into lasting relationships, and um, you know because it's it's crazy. It didn't come off. It wasn't a sales pitch. It was just how can I help you? How can we help each other? Um, but yeah, I mean the thing the things that really get to me about networking are the the people that go and clearly have an agenda. Um, 
don't give you the time of day. And, you know, once they're kind of done with you, they're on to the next and, and they're easy to spot. <laughs> they're very easy to spot. And, um, I just think it's, I think it's rude. I think it's unprofessional. Um, and you know, I, I teach my staff to be the exact opposite of that. See, and John, John's very polite. Cause he actually, he brought, uh, he knows I like pork roll. He brought, when actually the game I went to, he brought me a pork roll. So he brought for me, Joe Ganjemi, and I, maybe he'll join us, each a pork roll sandwich. I think there's three in there. And that's smart. Now, I got one final question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Are you, are you I mean, you're with the Thunder. You're happy. Do you want to stay in minor league baseball? Yeah. Or do you sit there and go, I want to go to major league baseball? Like, do you want to be like a Bill Vec type who is an owner? But do you want to stay in minor league? Or do you want to eventually go into baseball? Because it's, it's like anything. A baseball player right. goes triple A, double A, whatever. Or would you like to go from the thunder to go to a triple a i mean what do you, what is your focus what do you really want yeah that, that's a great great question because like you know when i when i first started my career in minor league baseball you know it was very common to be asked like oh is your goal to work for the yankees you know being being at the at the double a thunder or the double a yankees at the time um my my five-year plan right now is our goal at the Thunder is to become reaffiliated with a, a major league franchise. Um, and I want to see that happen. So whether that is in the next year and we're affiliated in 2024, whether that's 2025, that is my goal. Uh, this community deserves it. Um, our fans deserve it. Um, and, and we just make so much sense to, to be affiliated with one team. Now I love the, the MLB draft league. I think it's a, a, great thing what Major League Baseball has done. I think it's only going to grow. Um, I think the league is going to expand. I think there's there's this is going to be a very, very successful model for a long time. Uh, but in Trenton, we have our, our, you know, our goals are higher. You know, we want to be we want to be back as as a double A franchise, a triple A franchise, um, you know, and and get back into that. And, and that's what I want to see get done. Um, and, and that's my goal. So, you know, down the line, uh, you know, where do I see myself? Do I see myself eventually getting into Major League Baseball or going to the NFL or or something along those lines? You know, I really don't know, um, you know, because my goal right now is, is set to bringing affiliated baseball back to Trenton. And, you know, we've made good progress already. And, and uh, you know, so hopefully it's 2024, if not 2025. And if it's not that, we'll get we'll get it done. Uh, it's going to happen. And, and we're we're excited for for that day. It does. Great. Well, that was awesome. Now, now, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'm always at the ballpark, you know, and so I welcome them there. They can, they can absolutely get me. My email address is uh, jbodner, so J-B-O-D-N-A-R at trentonthunder.com. Uh, feel free to, to email me. Again, it can be, you know, tickets, sponsorship, or just wanting to come to the ballpark. I'd welcome you anytime. And the website's trentonthunder.com. You can yes. find all the 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 promotions every Friday is pork roll. And also email John and tell him that you want Steve Cooper to be sliced for one game. I want to be <laughs> sliced, damn it. Anyway, so people go check the Trenton Thunder. It is a great value and it's just fun. And it's just fun to go to a ballpark, get some of your friends, cheap booze, get your designated driver and just have fun. And so people check that out. I want to thank Joe Ganjemi, my producer, go to sweetrecording.com to check out all the services and get in touch with them. Email them at hello at sweetrecording.com. Follow past episodes at the Coop Talk. Sorry, the Coop Talk. Go to my other website, coopertalk.net. You can find 950 celebrity interviews and email me at the Coop Tank at yahoo.com. I'm Steve Cooper, and I'll talk to you next time.